Yo, 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 it's the Real Talk Real Wolf family and we are back with another episode. Another episode full of juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another episode full of semantics. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Another episode to disturb the airwaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another episode to bring forth knowledge and revelation. Okay. Another episode to hit Iman and RF read the realness. Okay. <laughs> Another episode. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Hmm. Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. Excellent. Right, let's go straight into it, guys, yeah? Because someone sent in a question, and I think we should touch upon it. And then wherever the combo takes us, it takes us, innit? Um, so thanks to the individual sending this question. Obviously, we don't really answer questions on the TL because you don't know who's tweeting. But we can all discuss here, innit? Mm-hmm. The question is in and around sexual compatibility, yeah? And the question is, how can one know about sexual compatibility without indulging in the act? <laughs> and I think it's a good question. I think it's a good question because I know that this is something that does tend to come up quite often. And it is a question that people do find themselves asking. Um, people think, oh, well, well, if I've never had sex with an individual, how do I know that when I'm married that we're going to enjoy our sex life or we're going to have sexual compatibility or what if I've got a high drive and my partner doesn't have a high drive? How will we know? What will my sex life be like when married? The whole test the car before you buy it kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, so what are your what are your views on that? I think Iman should go first. Why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you like to bring that biblical source. So you this this one no this one I think we know the biblical answers, but we could give the biblical. Yeah, because it's it's like when yeah. I, I really want it's, it's to. It's not technical. Do we even need the Bible to answer this? We, we, we don't. It's, it's plain and clear. We know what the Bible says about, about this. Right. In, in, terms of, in terms of testing the car before you drive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Out of marriage. Yeah, but the only reason that people would ask this question is if you've already been engaging in premarital sex. Because if <laughs> we were all not engaging in premarital sex, then we would all start off on a blank... Um, slate so therefore nobody would know anything about compatibility you'd all would all just be learning for the first time the same way it's for everyone do you mean do you mean in terms of sexual compatibility in in terms of yeah in terms of sexual compatibility but don't you think some people think about that what you don't think that people who haven't had like any sexual experiences per se because there are some people who haven't but those who haven't you, you don't think that some of them don't even think about what sexual compatibility might be like Especially I think maybe after do. watching TV or listening to something or reading something. Yeah, they do. But then I think the thing with sexual compatibility, in my opinion, is I think that the only reason that it becomes a discussion is if you've had multiple sexual partners and you have lots of different things to compare it to. It's like when you eat bread, if you've never tasted if you've never tasted like Hovis or if you've never tasted like a gigi bread, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're just gonna have that one bread and all you know is Hovis. <laughs> But once you start dipping your your um once you start tasting all different brands, whether it's King's Mill or Hovis, you then build a preference. So mm-hmm. then you're like, actually, I really like a gigabit bread. I don't want to eat Hovis bread today. So and I think the same thing applies to like sexual compatibility. Okay. Obviously, you know, if I, you haven't what did I you agree say? with that. I definitely agree with that, you know. For me personally, yeah. 
obviously, I lost my virginity to my wife, innit? But when I was a virgin, I honestly didn't have any idea or I didn't really think about sex in the way that a lot of people do. Because mm-hmm. I always think to myself, I don't know what I'm missing out on. I don't know what it feels like. So I don't really know what I'm right. missing out on. Right. So sometimes I used to think, how can virgins desire something that they've never experienced before? How can you desire right. a gig bread before? No, but I get what um Eman's saying because you can still want to have bread if you've never tried any of the brands. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like you still want to yeah. so in terms of like the sexual experience, you can still desire and plus also like we all have desires from a sexual perspective because we're all human. Like anyone that's red blooded, whether or not you've had sex, you're gonna have sexual urges and sexual desires, in my opinion. So I therefore agree. sexual compatibility on another level though, don't it? Yeah, in my opinion, I do think compatibility, I I think the whole debate on sexual compatibility is futile just because I think that, first of all, you can learn anything. You can learn compatibility as far as I'm concerned. Because even when you get married to someone, everything about that person's personality you don't know. You have to adapt and learn to do things in a certain type of way that Mm. your partner would prefer. And I think that's the same with sexual compatibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be rich coming from me because, like Eman, I lost my virginity to my husband, so I've only ever had one sexual partner. So, I I might be biased in this discussion, but mm-hmm. I do think that is like it seems pretty logical to me. I mean, for me, like, um, I mean, I didn't like. Well, it, it, anyway, I think in terms of in terms of like sexual encounters or whatever. Um, I wouldn't, uh, uh, was definitely not a saint, um, but um, yeah, I won't, yeah, I, was, I wasn't a saint um, in terms of uh, sexual behavior. I wasn't sleeping around. However, I did indulge in hanky pankies. <laughs> Um, me yeah. I was talking about so, virginity but yes no 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 so I'm, t- I'm just I'm just saying so for me so for me it was to a degree you kind of you you do think about oh what will sex be like but you I don't think necessarily for me it was about sexual compatibility I think I, I do agree with you both um, but for Gabs I think with your point I do get it but then it's kind of like there's some like kids that are bought like are raised uh not born sorry raised like vegans or vegetarian and when you see your mates eating burgers and stuff like that or chicken you're like hmm I wonder what that tastes like you know mm. you're kind of exactly. you, you, you in your mind you're thinking hmm what if it tastes like this what if it tastes like something I've never you know experienced in my life before what if I taste it and I just want it so much X Y Z so I feel like sometimes that that happens you know we that that does happen a lot of the time with people but in terms of like i do agree with that i definitely do agree i definitely think that there are some virgins out there or there might even be some virgins listening mm-hmm. that do have sexual urges or they might be sexually frustrated for sure yeah they definitely might have the thought of oh i wonder what it feels like and 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 so forth yeah obviously for me personally it wasn't really the case because i was more of the I don't know what I'm missing out on. How can I desire something I've never Boy, tasted? Speak for yourself. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm doing. I, I can only speak from my own experience. Because yeah. I, I don't think that's really, like, I don't think that's the norm at all. Like, I think most people, virgin or not, I think that, 
I think sexual desires are pretty normal. Do you know, another one, another one of my mates as well has mentioned that he's, well, he's currently in the same boat as me. Obviously, I thought that air him out on the pod, but I'm sure you both know who I'm referring to. But, um, yeah, he, he feels the same way. So even when I chat to him now about his current position, he's just like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know what I'm missing out on. And I can relate with him, but I think he, he is, he as well is like a rare, a rare species. I'm sure the majority of virgins, yeah. Yeah, the majority of virgins might be thinking, oh, I wonder what it feels like, like look, and have the sort of feelings and that sort of stuff, which is totally understandable. So I'm probably like a rare breed. My mate's probably a rare breed as well. So I definitely I definitely do get it. But I think when it move, when it goes, when the thought goes on to sexual compatibility, I think yeah. that's where we get a bit deeper now. Yeah, no, 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 no definitely. When she says, anybody who's thinking about being sexual compatible is probably somebody that may have had sexual experiences before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's definitely a difference because now you're you're delving into like when you're talking about c- compatibility in, in from a sexual perspective, you're talking about something deeper because like I know for some people like for some people like casual sex is casual sex, but then you get those people where casual sex is really ca- like you've really done the casual sex thing, but now you know you get the connoisseurs that are talking about what I'm looking for now is compatibility. Like, you have to be on my frequency. You have to be on my... Mm-hmm. But is that from a people... physical perspective or an emotional perspective? Because you're already going to be emotionally connected to your spouse, which also comes into play when you're talking about sexual compatibility. This I'm I'm even talking about pre, pre-marriage or whatever. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, about single, single people. Yeah, I'm talking about single people who have been in the game or who, who have, you know, who have had sexual encounters. So they're more like, especially for those, as you've you've said before, already that those who have had, you know, quite a few sexual encounters, they're more likely to start thinking about compatibility. And when I do get into marriage, like because I've had Kingsmill, because mm-hmm. I've had the Audi, because I've had the Asda, because I've had Uncle John's, because I've had the Agigi, like literally I, I have a, a, a particular taste. I have a, mm-hmm. a particular craving or wanting towards it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that, the bottom line is for believers, like there's no such thing as test driving. The thing mm-hmm. is, we we will say it, but then Christians will still do it. That's the problem. Yeah, no. We will still do this podcast. People will still listen and you will still go and test drive. And the thing is that you're not even test driving for the sake of, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen when we got, you're just doing it because you're roasting. Oh, yeah, mm. but just doing it because you're roasting. Mm. Sorry, what were you going to say, Aura? No, I said, yeah, people do it because they enjoy sex. Yeah, so we just need to keep it a buck. Like, 100. I feel like when Christians try and do this sexual compatibility thing, like you know, you know what the game is, you know what the rules are. We can't bend it and twist it because you know of X, Y, Z. But I will say this: I do know Christian married couples that have gotten a divorce because of sexual compatibility. You said what? Because but then that be one just or the other wasn't satisfied. In terms of they have different sexual um what's it called like a different type of level of sex drive or you mean just it just wasn't working out at all yeah the, the, well as far as i'm aware the compatibility wasn't there but that could probably be for various different things isn't that's it? what like, i was trying to find out like what does that mean one might be more experienced than the other um yeah, but i mean different, ex- different levels of the libido one wanted to be kinky the other one wanted exactly. to play safe no, it what it's not. No, nah, I'm not talking about your example. I'm not talking about your example because obviously oh, oh, I don't oh, really, oh, when oh, it, so oh, I don't oh. really want to speak on like this partic- particular person. I'm yeah, saying yeah. generally for any couple to break up because of sexual experiences, it could be various different things. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but the 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 examples that I know, because it's more than one, it's not about it's not about the I would say the, the more surface level thing of in terms of one is less experienced than the other. Other is about the satisfaction of the like it's about the satisfaction or one um yes okay, one, i don't understand what you mean if i'm being honest okay so for example the man is not satisfying the partner so one one in the in the females context was that the the brothers um the brothers uh, <laughs> it, it was small so um oh and, damn and at the point of only found at the marriage uh, at the point of marriage and um yeah oh that's like, actually yeah. sad yeah it can't work so that's just one ex- that's just one example um oh. so, no so okay so okay let's stick on this one for a moment this is what i'm talking this is part of sexual compatibility this is part oh. of it and she said she can't ha- she can't handle it now for me I have my personal views. I have my, you know, when I'm looking at scripture and trying to look at it and reason and rationale, like try try to rationalize the whole situation. I don't know, man. I don't... Because you know what, this size thing, yeah, I think... Wow. I think it's a little bit shallow because this same person can go find a guy who's got a big no, one. I have to admit, like... I don't think it's that shallow. What are you guys trying to? What are you guys planning to tell me? Like, I'm like. Wowza. No, (laughs) I am trying to. um, You can't associate the size with the ability to perform in the bedroom. I agree with, (laughs) but uh, I don't know. Like, if that that means that every single time they're having sex, she's like, she's never gonna get a certain level of enjoyment. So therefore. It's kind of pointless. That's the that's, that's the ability, though. Hmm. That's well, the that, Actually, maybe because that obviously you're right. You're currently buying into the notion that the bigger it is, the better it is. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying because I agree with you. Like it's like in terms of it's not how it's not what you're it's not the size of what you're working with, but it's how you use it. But what I am trying to say is that. If it's at a point where it's like she's never getting any satisfaction whatsoever simply because of this guy's size, that's going to be a problem for her. However, I don't necessarily think that penetrative sex is the only way to please a woman. But that's another conversation entirely. But I just have to be honest. You've got a good point there. You've got a good point. And and I I definitely agree with it's not the only way to please a woman. I agree with that. So I don't need to go there because, like you said, we can do sex education another day. But in, <laughs> in, in terms of in terms of like the first point, is there a comeback from that? Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying that. This, you, you don't just have to engage in penetrative sex. Oh, 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 so that's what I'm saying. So penetrative sex is a write off from then. Is that what we're saying? I do think in that woman's mm. case, it's probably gonna be that it's, she's probably gonna get less enjoyment from it than the guy. Yeah. Yeah, cool. You just have to work around, isn't it? Just you know, without. Which, yeah, you know, that's what I'm team work around it because I don't think that that in and of itself is enough. But I can, I can, I can, I can sympathize with that woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand it. To be fair, I definitely understand it. I do believe, obviously, like she can probably teach him to obviously improve his ability 
make do, make do out of the situation, I think, where penetrative sex is concerned, that is. But I, I definitely do get it. And sure. there's things that you can do in that situation, but like you said, we're not here to give sex education. Trust me, we have to, you know, keep it. Peaceful. At least not in this episode, anyway. <laughs> Maybe yeah, another not. episode. No, I need to see like the face for that kind of thing. That's it. I, I just feel like um, it's um, I, I do feel like I, I can understand where the sexual compatibility reasoning might want to come in um because i know like you know marriage you know it's something that's there it's something that's a reality yeah exactly but, um, but but sex in marriage is is a journey and i don't feel like people should just give up you know without trying and without being consistent and without you know exploring um and and going at it and being you know patient and graceful i just feel like there's grace and i feel like um like God can give you the wisdom and you can go and get help. There are Christian sex counselors and stuff like that who who are probably more than experienced in this um, to give you some kind of guidance and, you know, show you the ropes and show you what you can do. Um, I think a lot of people don't know like what resources are available to them. Though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. But then just like the, I, it's very hard to not find something you want right now that in the world that we live in, yeah, there's so much you can, whatever you're looking for, most things that you're thinking about, even if you think, oh, I've not heard of it. I'm sure if you type it into Google, you look around, I'm sure you'll find it. I've so, so many things. Like, so even during like using COVID as an example, like some of the gadgets that have come out, like um, um, I saw one thing, like um, it's a sanitizer spray that you use for opening, uh, like, uh, that you will use for like your door or your car door or something like that and it will just like spray a mist and I'm like right like where were these things hanging about did COVID bring out some next level of innovation or were these things always there but either way it's just there we just need to I think you know by having conversations conversations like this it can shed a bit more light to it and then maybe mm -hmm. you know you speak to other people about it and have conversations like but I think that's the problem I don't well. think that people are always necessarily that open in their friendship groups to discuss things like this. Do you reckon? I I think so, yeah. Single like, or single or married? Both. Probably mm. more on the married side. Like, I know for a fact, like, I've been, this is, someone told me, let's say a guy told me that he's been in rooms where, like, the guys have just gone, like, I don't discuss sexual matters with like, and this is all married men or all guys oh, in relationships, wow. and the guys that like, I don't discuss this kind of matters. Some people do not feel like people are not everyone's going to be this open. I hear that, but I don't hear that at the same time. Like, that's for me, that's weird. Like, if you're married, like, there's a there's a next level of connectivity you have with, yeah, other married I agree. Men, and you will find that you know, a lot of the things that you know, married men, like, when you open up and speak about it, most of the other married men have gone through similar things as well. Yeah, I agree. So, I just, I get the, maybe the reluctance because you might feel a bit of shame or feel a bit of exposing, but like, if you're married and the other person is married, what, you're not embarrassing yourself per se, like, and especially like, for example, I think I've used this example before, like, in my first year of marriage, I went to, at the end of the, well, yeah, the first year um, anniversary, I went to a wedding retreat and, um, yeah, like, um, a friend of, uh, a couple, uh, a friend, well, friends of my wife and I 
they invited us and they were like, yeah, come, like there's going to be young couples, there's going to be older couples as well. It's going to be a good mix. And we went there and um, there was one, the night before the last night, um, like like people were open, like couples were just, no, apparently it's a hit, like it's a thing that they do every year, but they talk about like encounters, they talk about like, you know, latest moves or whatever. And it was the older couples that were leading the conversation. My goodness. And ne- you know what? I actually felt embarrassed as, as a young person who, yeah, there's, I, I feel like, yeah, my sex drive is high and yeah, I'm doing my thing. And yeah, like sex might be as, as, um, as often as others. Like, and I'm here with 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds talking about their sex lives and stuff like that. And they're talking about the stuff that they do. And I'm sitting there going, Bruh, nah, I ain't lived here. I ain't lived <laughs> here. Like These guys are living. They've been practicing. Yeah, <laughs> bit going in, like talking about some mad stuff. Like, and I, w- I remember going back to the room, like, going, bruh, babe, like, huh, we have a long way to go. We have a long way. <laughs> but like, it does but depend on, like, it, the it definitely does okay. depend. I just think we just, for, I feel, you know what, though? I do feel like single people might be a bit more open to the conversation. Because there's nothing to lose. Like, you're just being free about what your sexual thoughts are, i.e. I'm going to say that as well, yeah. yeah. And especially because of the day and age that we're currently in, mm-hmm. like, you look on social media and you look at the conversations people are having. Yeah. I don't think everybody's free to, like, discuss things like this. 100. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, the, the scene, open quote, close quote, is, is like where it was before, where people were, like, keeping their secrets to themselves. People weren't airing out their day laundry or people weren't talking about their feelings, emotions, or their roles. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I think like the Christians are more than happy to come out and speak and yeah. and happy <laughs> happily share. But I guess it depends on on each individual's current circle. I guess some circles yeah. might not be willing to. But I think generally, I would think people would be quite comfortable to have such conversation. Hundred percent. Or people might not be having conversations like this on an open platform on an open scale. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, but I, I hear I hear your point though, Ore. There are people that that still are reserved and won't, you know, say anything. Yeah, and some churches too. Like some churches will naturally just take a more reserved stance on how they discuss sex from the pulpit. Other churches, and I and I agree that with you that we are getting a lot better as a church body. But in I don't think worse. everywhere. Mm. I said in some cases worse people will be talking about how they wrote like Christians will be talking about how they wrote the <laughs> like, hey, I saw know. a YouTube um, I saw a video that was on I don't know maybe the shade room or something one pastor and, and boy it was too much bro like okay oh, yeah. I saw that the Ghanaian pastor <laughs> the Ghanaian pastor <laughs> bro really if I speak on Ghanaian pastors yeah bro no it was bad Ghanaians you guys like sex yeah you really like Ghanaian pastors are freaky you with it. You really like it. Not that Nigerians don't like it, but ah, Ghanaians, ah. Your Afrobeats, like, you will just be, ah, it's about tearing ass. It's about doing, ah, all over the gaff. Man, if it's not about tearing, it's about sucking breast. Ah, goodness. The woman was, I think she was in bra and pan. I don't even remember, but she was literally demonstrating sexual positions and the woman was there in bra and pan and actually... <laughs> He'll be like, this is how you need on to the ask. Pulpit, bro. On the pulpit, bro. On the pulpit. No, send me that thing, please. It was, and I'll need to find it. I'll find it and send it to you. It was, it was very on mad. On the pulpit, bro. On the altar of God. When she was getting too close oh, <laughs> to God. say, oh, oh, take it easy. These times, the woman was already <laughs> half naked. Like, <laughs> a madness. Bro. 
on the pulpit, on the altar of God, bro. She was twerking on the flat, bro. Wow. It was really inappropriate. <laughs> you were saying, if I lie down flat, I'll feel it in this direction. Yeah, she was literally arching and demonstrating position. Like, it was so mad. Wow. <laughs> ah, the end time. <laughs> wow. My goodness. And you know for the shea bar to pick it up, you already know it's crazy, innit? Trust me. Trust me. That's that's brazy, man. That's brazy, man. It's it's proper crazy, bro. Mm. On the on the their sexual compatibility thing, obviously you mentioned something earlier, E man, and I definitely um I definitely do agree that we could be using sexual com- the term sexual compatibility as a smoke screen and a cover up for the fact that people just want to have sex because they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That could definitely be the case. I've never actually thought about that. So that's definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. My question then my question would then be though, if you are in a relationship and the sex doesn't bang, what happens then? Is that couple likely to break up and not get married? And that's this is my this is my thing. So you go out for time, you go out for three, four years, you're you, you're feeling like okay, marriage is around the corner. Then you're like, okay, then you start bringing up sexual uh, compatibility. You know, I was just thinking, you know, it's all about size. You know, I wanted to know. I don't know if it's about size. I don't know if it's about your touch. I don't know if it's about, you know, your breast or something like that. Let's just, you know, jekamarawa. Then you begin. Then you start. Then you do, you start playing. Then you start doing this. Then it leads to the thing. You now do it and you're like, oh, it's not, it wasn't what we thought it was. What What do you do? Do you cancel the whole relationship then? Mm. You cancel the whole relate. So, so for me, I don't think that's a good enough grounds to to call it quits or call it a day. Especially like I was saying before, if like in marriage, like the, the the sexual part of the marriage ministry, that's something that you grow in. That's something you yeah, learn about. Yeah, that's something yeah. that you experiment in. That's something you try. Like you hit and you miss. There's sometimes you hit and you score, and it's amazing. Like it, it's it's about growth. It's about going on a journey together so if you're just going to do one time and then you're going to be like ah, or there's some people who kid themselves and they're like we're going to try it a few times before we get married like you guys you're just deceiving yourself i don't understand why christian why do we behave like this that's bad behavior curiosity gets the better of us but then you know to play devil's advocate even i remember obviously we've had an episode before and you've mentioned well everybody probably would agree that there are some married couples that have that that have dead sex yeah so somebody could be listening to this thinking sexual compatibility is important so that you don't get married and have dead sex and yeah. complain mm-hmm. in your marital life. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the time when people are having dead sex, it's just because like they've not kind of worked at it. Yeah, like it's not I I, I we, we that's married, all three of us that are married, we know that work that when we say work, that work, a lot of work is required. It's yeah, not just you just have quick work and it's going to work straight away. Like, yeah. a lot of work needs to get exactly. put into it. It doesn't work yeah. like that. And that, that's, and, that's what I generally well, I think a lot of work for, from a male perspective, like, I think men definitely need to put in more work than we probably do. And then the question is... 100%. Are men, are men willing to, to do the work? Are men willing to graph like that? I don't know. I don't know if there are. If they are. Well, not all of them. If, if if you're not willing to, to do that, then, you know, one can then, you know, it can then open the question of, you know, sexual compatibility because it's not just, it's not just the sexual piece. Like, you know, if someone like, you know, if, if you're saying, you know, when it gets to marriage, like there's certain things that we, we will, uh, uh, I 
would prefer that we both do together or share some responsibilities and someone turns around and says, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. It would put the other person off, right? So same way with sex. If you're like, you know, I just feel like, you know, it's a journey and we need to grow and we need to like, we need to put the effort in. And I would feel like, you know, as a man, because it take it would take more to, you know, to understand a woman or connect with her on a deeper level. And you're like, nah, just, you know, it's just all about sex. I don't, I don't really care about all these the feeling stuff. You know, it's just about enjoying the moment. If that's the mind and mentality that you're going to take in towards it, then yes, for a woman, you have every right to have a red flag because you know that there's a good chance that, you know, your sexual journey as a couple, as a married couple may not work. I just think that I don't, you don't, if it's if you're in a marriage and couples are having dead sex, so in that context, I think like Ora said, it's a matter of, it's not a matter of, um, uh, it was the devil's plan. No, it's 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 about the two coming together to work out a plan about how they're going to work this thing out. I don't think oh. it's a matter of, you know, the the using the extremes. It it can be worked on, like your sexual journey is something that will grow. And continue to grow as long as you put the work in. It's and it's also like seasonal as well. Like, yeah. for example, older women who then become menopausal, they might the libido might de- decrease, and then they're not having sex as often as they once were. And there's mm-hmm. lots of different seasons. I don't yeah. know, like women. You know, there's just so many different things that both men and women go go through that can affect one's yeah. sex life. And I think yeah. it's really um, what's the, like short sighted to just see it in terms of sexual compatibility because even if you are sexually compatible. There's, it's not always it, that might not necessarily always be the case or mm. or sexual compatibility just based on you know maybe the size of for 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 the woman uh, or for the guy the size of of his piece and then you know maybe for a guy or the size of her breast or her bum like if that is just that is just it or or she can't arch her back like this or he can't you know he doesn't he can't he doesn't have enough stamina he doesn't last long enough like these are all these are all the all the things that I've described they're all surface level mm. they're all they're all surface level so if you're going to judge it by that ah, Omar you have a long way yeah. to go I don't think marriage is I don't think marriage is for you then because and a lot of these things like you're saying a lot of these things we can not easily but a lot of these things we can improve on I think it just comes down to whether we're, we're whether we're really willing to put in the work, mm-hmm. and and especially men. And I say men because obviously I think I might mentioned it to you lot before, but I've come across um this eighty five percent where they say only eighty five percent no where they say eighty five percent of women do not um climax from penetrative penetrative sex, mm-hmm. and I think. For me personally, that stat obviously screams a lot as at what men are obviously doing in the bedroom and men are probably not performing as well as they should. So I think for that alone, it's something that tells that tells us that in marriage, we are obviously going to have to put in work, irrespective of our previous experiences or whether we've not had any experiences or not. I think obviously in marriage, you definitely learn together, you definitely grow together from, from a sexual perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it's just about us having... The, the ability to be patient and the ability to wait and obviously willing to grow. And I definitely hear the whole, there are some married couples not having great sex, but look, we can always turn it around. We could always improve, providing we're willing to put in the work. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not an overnight thing as well, where you just, you know, read one, two books and then bada bing, bada boom. It definitely, it definitely takes time to obviously get to a place where you're both compatible. Just enjoy practicing, Jerry. I agree. <laughs> we say? I said just enjoy practicing. For real? Mm-hmm. 
in the meantime. For real, man. Mm-hmm. And when, when it's time for, for people to, to marry and enjoy, then they can marry and enjoy it. For now, they should read their book. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, yeah. But let's yeah. run up. Yeah, um, you got a scripture, E-Man? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. But whilst E-Man is waiting on the Lord, <laughs> all right, give us your closing to the doors. Um, I just think that when it comes to sexual compatibility, it can most of the time unless it's like something fundamentally wrong with the anatomy, aka size or something like that, and it's really bothering you. Most of the time, I do think it can be worked on in a married relationship. So have some fun, try lots of different things and see what you like and what you don't like. <laughs> That's mm. what I would say. For real. And just to add as well, married people, if it's not going as great as you probably think it should be, stick it out, hang in there. Um, continue improving not like I'm the sex connoisseur or anything but um, like Aura said in, enjoy the process or trust in the process as as we like to say um, and eventually things will definitely get better I mean nobody nobody is where they once started I'm sure everyone that's married will probably see some sort of progress within their journey um, it's just about having the, the willingness to obviously stick it out and obviously if you're not if you're not married, then yeah, please take heed with everything that has been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I hope the Holy Spirit has spoken to you by now. <laughs> you know what? Like, I, I anyway, there, there are probably no, people bro, who bro. are not. There's people that are probably not, you know, as as knowledgeable about the scriptures. I could have pulled up scriptures where Paul says, for example, there there's no fornicators or sexually immoral people that will enter the kingdom of God. But I won't do that today. What I will say is Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I think when you think about just putting that in the context of marriage, um, it's an admirable thing. Um, Sex is a beautiful thing. um, And it's not a one day you get it right. It's, It's a journey. Um, of growth and I think that if you think about it in light of the gift that it is and from a from a good way it's not perverse it's not nasty it's not um, it's not a sinful thing in the right context then um, you'll be happy so think on the good things think about what you're building already especially for those who are in relationships um, enjoy the moment and trust that you know as long as you you put your marriage and your, your sexual journey in God's hands that he will take you along the way and he will show you what you need to do as well as practical advice and, and guidance from people who are skilled in that area. Excellent. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it there. I don't think we need to go on any longer. I don't think we need to drag this one out any more than that, to be honest. Yeah. If there's any questions in and around sexual compatibility, feel free to hit one, hit one of us up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right what are you saying no it's it's fine <laughs> chat to me chat to me what are you saying i was just thinking like it's it's just um it's a sticky one still because i don't want people asking me like all right miss sister how do i please my husband like you need to ask Listen, me. they need to ask no, no, real to me. i'm not gonna no 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 i'm mad now 
people need help pleasing their husbands, all right? They should ask you and you should tell them. I think that there's professionals that can give that type of advice. Okay. <laughs> I think there's professionals that can give that type of advice. Okay. You need to stop running away from the call, all right? <laughs> because this is not the first time you've said something like this. <laughs> Don't worry, the dead end is coming. So she was going to run into the wall soon and realized that she can't run anywhere afterwards. <laughs> this is it. This is it. So, this is it. I remember those, she keeps saying, Oh, I don't feel qualified to be talking about relationships and marriage. It's just like, oh, right. it's not my bag. <laughs> you know, it should be, it has to be. Talk about everything. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> people need help already. There might be some people that's crying out there thinking, Oh, my days. My husband's not happy, or what, what do I do? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, listeners, Aura's available. <laughs> Send her a DM if you need help or if you've got any further questions. Hmm. Pastor Eman's also there as well. Shout him. If you've got the questions, let us know. We'll be more than happy to help. Strictly confidential, obviously. All jokes aside. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's just all about us growing as a community, us growing as a body. And yeah, guys, that's it, man. Thank you for listening. Really do appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Um, And see you in the next episode.